0: ...unclean spirits, and they were all healed. But the high priest rose up, and all who were with him, that is, the party of the Sadducees, and they were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in public prison. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go, stand in the temple, speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. Now, when the high priests came and those who were with them, they called together the council, all the senate of the people of Israel, and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came, they did not find them in the prison. So they returned and reported, We found the prison securely locked, the guards standing at the doors, but when we opened them, we found no one inside." Now, when the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these words, they were greatly perplexed about them, wondering what this would come to. And someone came and told them, look, the men who you put in prison are standing in the temple teaching the people. Then the captain with the officers went and brought them, but not by force, for they were afraid of being stoned by the people. This is God's word.
1: Thank you. you may have a seat. Please be seated. Good morning, I'm Leon Stevenson. I am blessed to serve as the executive pastor of this of this church. And um, we want you to know that you are jumping on board a moving train, as Pastor Russ says. Uh, we are in the book of Acts and... We have a number of teachings that have led us to this point, and so uh, we invite you to go back, listen to some of the previous sermons, and and get caught up with us. Uh, You're in the midst of family, and so our greatest desire is that you would leave having learned and understood the Word of God uh, that much more and with a greater understanding. And so if you do have a question, it is totally appropriate in this environment to actually raise your hand and ask the question. Uh, We just ask that it actually be a question that you think will edify the larger body. Uh, If you have a question that's specifically for you, then please, uh, I'd love to answer that as well, but let's hold that until after service. Um, And also... One more housekeeping note. Please, if you uh, don't have a Bible, we would love to get one in your hands for this service. We're going to be reading a number of scriptures. Uh, the majority of them will be up front on the screen, uh, but a few might not. And I'd love for you to still be able to say, What thus saith the Lord versus uh, what does Pastor Leon say. So please raise your hand if you need a Bible. Allow me to do a, a quick recap for you guys. Uh, The book of Luke, uh, the book of Acts and Luke were one book together. Um, Jesus rises from the dead and reveals the life uh, that Luke was talking about. So it's explained now in these scriptures. Uh, Jesus reveals his missions to his disciples and he provides power to accomplish it. And so we see uh, manifestations of his power taking place. Uh, Believers are filled with the Holy Spirit and that shows us that they're going to be now equipped to accomplish the mission of Christ. The gospel is preached on liquors, and now you have uh, Jews and Gentiles. Uh, a good amount of Jews are now coming in, and we see by God's grace uh, people coming to faith. Jesus begins to heal, and these healings uh, validate uh, that he's alive and working through his people. And today we'll be talking a bit about uh, his people now going out and healing as well. And Peter and John are tar- targets of opposition. They are, they are questioned for these acts, which are countercultural. They are questioned for, for these healings that they are doing. They're questioned for this Christ-like character that the culture is coming in contact with. So I want to invite you guys, will you, please pray with me as we dive in today. Lord, it is indeed a day that you have created we were standing outside at Max Sports yesterday and just in in awe of your beauty from the beautiful green grass to the amazing blue sky and God, it is all your creation. And so as we stand here, we know, Father, that uh, you are in control of all things. Now, Father, would you allow your people to hear? Your people to understand and your people to be able to be equipped to live out your gospel. Would you, Father? uh Take my tongue and use it as you would, how you see fit, Father, so we may be be able to understand who you are and love you with greater passion. Jesus, it's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, family, uh, those first verses that jump out in Acts 12, um, excuse me, Acts chapter 5. Verses 12 through 16. I want to read them real quick because the majority of our of our time today is going to be on this smaller portion uh, because I think that there is some understanding that's going to be really healthy for us. And it says this now, many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles and they were all together in Solomon's portico. None of them, none of the rest dared join them, but the people held them in high esteem. And more than ever, believers were added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats, that as Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. The people also gathered from towns and around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all, what? Healed. Family, I I have a question for you. When were you first, thank you, Sandra. <laughs> She's like, healed. See, somebody somebody pay attention. <laughs> when, when were you first introduced to the concept of healing? The concept, this, this idea of healing. When was it first introduced to you? Maybe for some of you, it was uh, um, a, a TV show. And you saw something take place, and you're like, whoa, dude, that was crazy. Or, or maybe some of you, it was a, it was a comic book hero that, that you recall that had an amazing power. For me, it came, it came from this, this little wrinkled dude. Yep, little, little wrinkled guy. You guys all know him. E.T. Your, your, your favorite extraterrestrial. And some people are too young to even know who E.T. is, so I'm starting to feel old right now. <laughs> but, but, but there's a little kid in the movie who grabs a, the, the blade for a saw and he cuts his finger. And E.T. with that, that long Kareem Abdul-Jabbar finger, he sticks it out, the finger lights up and boom, blood gone, problem gone, kid healed. Family, I, I start there because that that was my uh that was the perspective that I grabbed as I began to even consider what healings are. And dare I say you may have very different perspectives, but we all enter this room today with an idea of, of healings. With an idea of, of what it looks like in our life, what to expect, what not to expect. And I want to ask you to, to walk with me today and try to suspend what you already come in saying you are sure of. Suspend that. I'm not saying divorce yourself from it. Suspend it. Let's walk through and say this and look at what does God say about healings? Let's, let's take a moment to, to dig into this topic because it's a pretty, a pretty intense topic. It has the potential to be extremely, uh, an extreme blessing, but also has the potential to lead us very far away from what God desires. And so it's, I think it's extremely important that we as the people of God have a good understanding, a girding in God's scripture as to this concept of healing. So family, what, when we talk about it, what is the definition what, what are healings? And this is Leon's definition. They are acts of God that are not normal and bear witness to God's nature. Again, that's acts of God that are not normal and bear witness to, to his nature. But another theologian that spent years upon years digging into scriptures, a guy named Wayne Grudem, he defines it as this. He says, signs and wonders or miracles... Um, are a less common kind of God's activity in which He arouses people's awe and wonder and bears witness to Himself. A less common guide, less common kind of God's activity. So, so in a nutshell, I, I want you guys to start with the premise of, of uh, a, a sign and wonder, which we see in the very first verse of uh, chapter 5, verse 12. Signs and wonders. Are from God. Okay, that's where we're going to start. There's going to be an exception. There's going to be some people who try to mimic it, but I want to first start here, at least as we're in in this text. It's it's from God, and it's a it's a manifestation of His activity that points back to Him. But for for a, a, a layman's term, just to make sure you all are we all on the same page. Do do miracles and signs and wonders happen all the time? No. See, thank you, sister. <laughs> they, they don't happen all the time. They're, they're less. There's still God's activity, but it's not his primary means of act of activity. It's not the way by which he seeks to primarily allow you to experience him. But it is an experience nonetheless. It's 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 if you can think of it as an attention grabber. Have, have, how many people have been to uh, like riding down the street and you're not even hungry and then you see a billboard with those golden arches? You know what? Let me go ahead and GPS where the closest McDonald's is. You know, like it's it's it's, it's not that doesn't. What is that? It's just something to help you in your normal mode of operation actually begin to think about something else. Begin to shift your focus. Begin to take that normal rhythm and now focus on something else. Well, uh, uh, as we define healings, signs, and wonders, the aim is to grab your attention and say, "Can I have your focus? Can I have? Can I? Can I get you out of your normal rhythm, your everyday, and have your attention, please? Because God's got something to say, family." I, I want to uh, make sure that we are talking about what signs and wonders are. And so 1 Corinthians 12 uh, verses 8 through 10 says this. For to one is given through the spirit the utterance of wisdom. And to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit. To another faith by the same spirit. To another gifts of healing by the one spirit. To another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another the ability to distinguish between spirits to another various kind of tongues and to another interpretation of tongues let me let me ask if 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 by a, a show of hands if you were going through your normal day to day and someone exercised one of these gifts it would grab your attention would, 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 would it there's a couple of y'all like, no, nah, man, he could float in this room. I'm saying, All right, I'm, I'm on the computer. I get it. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> if if someone was, was prophesying, which is not my everyday experience, it would grab my attention. It would grab my attention. It, there, there's, we're going to continue on to talk about how we are going to. Examine and see if a person is truly bearing witness back to God, which is the intention of signs and wonders, or if they're bearing attention to themselves. We'll talk about that. But it would grab our attention. So what is the, what is the purpose? Let me continue on. Hebrews 2 uh, verse 4 says this. While God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit, distributing according to His will. Again, signs and wonders bearing witness. Okay, I just want to make a case that these are things that are supposed to point us back to who God is. Mark sixteen twenty, and they went out and preached everywhere. And everywhere, and while the Lord worked with them. And confirmed the message by accompanying what accompanying signs but but do you see a theme? Do you see a theme? Do you see a theme that, that did they go out and say, "Hey, you know what? I want to be the man today. So how about I do four signs to get everyone to worship me we is it, it, the aim? here for them to be notarized is the aim here for them to be elevated it seems like it's accompanying something else look back what's, what's that first phrase in in March 1620 and they went out and did what preached preached preached, preached. It, there's already embedded within this understanding it's not they went out and proclaimed simply just talked it's not that they went out and just connected. Preached has a has it's almost like an uh, uh, uh what's the, an anchor. It has a, a connection to the gospel. It's not that they're simply going out and talking. It's that hey, we're going out and we're sharing our faith. We want people to know who Jesus is. And wow, as we do that, God in some gracious way says, "I'm going to validate exactly what you guys are doing with a sign." I'm going to validate it with a wonder. I'm going to grab the attention of everyone in here. Y'all wasn't listening to him? Y'all, y'all weren't listening to, to the words he's preaching? The, the words that will change your life? Huh. Here we go. Here's a sign that'll grab your attention. So that now, at least for this moment, you may focus. You may focus. We, we'll, we'll see that focus does not guarantee salvation. Your ability to to actually listen to the gospel being preached doesn't mean that your heart's going to change. But but what we're talking about here is ways in which God moves and he moves through his people through signs and wonders to bring attention back to himself. Can can we go one chapter before, guys? And this is where you got to have your Bible. Because I, I I remembered this one this morning as I was praying, and I'm not sure, JD, if I had you put that up there. Acts four twenty nine. Yeah, Amen. If we go back just one chapter, and Pastor was was digging in here last week, and got a man, we had a really encouraging message. But but I want you to see, hear these words from the Lord. Lord, look upon their hearts, and grant to thy servants to speak thy word with all what. Boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal. And signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Wait a minute. Now, now, if if this is me on the scene, and maybe it's not you, so but if it's me on the scene, I'm gonna say, perform through the name of Leon, right? I'm doing the miracle, I'm doing the signs. I'm the one that healed healed the brother that everybody walked past for years. I just did that. But notice what they ask. It's so humble. It's so Christ-centered. It's so pointing back towards who Jesus and God are are trying to help these people understand who he is. They're saying, look, we're going to be in situations where we might be tempted to cower. We're going to be in situations where we might be fearful. So, We got something to ask you, Lord. Could could you give your servants the ability to speak that word with all boldness? That's the first thing. And then while you stretch out your hand to heal, signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant. Don't 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 miss while we are up here celebrating signs and wonders. Don't miss the subject of the sentence still being that they can speak with boldness family the purpose of signs and wonders are to bear witness to a mighty god and and while i am here to share with us that we should be um joyfully asking god to continue to point back to himself through all means including signs and wonders please know that our our aim is that you would get that it all points back to god it all points back to God. So can I give you guys three examples of where we see miracles play out and then the pointing back to God takes place? Let me go with the first one, Moses. OK, Moses, Old Testament. You have in, in Moses in ex- Exodus chapter three, God says, hey, Moses, I'm going to I'm, I hear the cries of my people. So I'm going to respond to my people with with love. I'm actually going to set them apart and I'm going to save them and, and provide them in a new land. Take them out of this slavery. And Moses says in chapter four, but Lord, they won't believe me. They won't even they're not going to believe me. And so God says, OK, this is what you're going to do. You have on a, you got to have on a cloak. I want you to stretch your arm out. Your arm is going to look good. Pull it back. You put it back out. It's going to be leprosy everybody's going to see your arm is jacked up, brother. And then you pull it back, pull it back out, and it's going to be clear again. There's an issue of leprosy that's going to be a sign and wonder. He says, hey, you have a staff? Great. Take this staff, and you're going to be able to, the people are going to see this staff turn into a snake. A snake, y'all. We're talking about a real a snake. I don't even like snakes on a regular day. You make it to a staff, and then it turns to a snake, then it just goes back to a staff. And at the end of end of chapter four, it says the people responded by worshiping. By worshiping. Now, did the staff make them worship? No. No, it wasn't the staff. Did a snake make them worship? No. But it was the message that Moses had for the people, and for a moment, the people who say, "Moses, we don't know about you, man. You kind of suspect." Whoa! Do you see his arm? You see his arm? You better listen to this, bro. You see his arm? Oh, that our God says those things, then let us respond in worship. Okay. Another example. We've got we've got Jesus. Jesus, right? I know we have a lot of hymns with Jesus, but specifically in chapter six, you have Jesus and his disciples come. Hey, we got a lot of people out here, Jesus, and folks are hungry. It's going to take a lot to feed these people and they're hungry now. What does Jesus do? Okay, great. I'm going to care for people. I'm going to provide bread. I'm going to provide men. I'm going to care for them and care for 5,000 people. 5,000 people, they eat. But what happens later? Jesus now has a great opportunity to share with people his message that he is the bread of life and offers the opportunity for people to take and eat of a bread that is eternal. So you just had some food? You thought that was a miracle? I got a miracle for you? I can allow you to experience heaven and be with the Father forever, eternally, eternally. You was hungry. I met that need. But that need only grabbed your attention so I could point you towards a greater need, which is life with the father. You see, friends, signs, they don't, they don't, they don't cure you. Signs in and of themselves don't heal you. Because if we are still people who are sinful, that's just a quick fix. Quick fix. I'll get there in a second. And lastly, Peter and John, these brothers that we just heard pastor talk to us back in chapter three of Acts, where where people are passing this guy every day, lame guy asking for help. They heal this man. And what does it give them the opportunity to do to share the gospel? And we see multitudes of people come to faith. Multitudes of people come to faith. Family, these examples of signs and wonders are are God saying, hey, this is one means by which I move. My primary means is not this. This is a secondary means by which I validate who I am. And I validate the message that's going forth, which is that I am, am the bread of life. I provide eternal salvation. In me, you will find rest. But let's make sure that we are properly uh, placing where the power comes from. And you and you guys are kind of saying to me, "Oh, on, Pastor, now, when we are in the Bible, I know I've been in Maccab long enough. When we start reading a book, we go through verse by verse. We spend time busting it out. We, we understand each verse. Today I'm going a little different because... Because I've got to convince you guys that signs and wonders are even an issue that needs to be on your radar. Uh, if I, if I, um, okay, so let's say like I had, I had a, a, a box here full of a thousand car keys. And I said, hey, come on up, Ethan, here you go, car keys, go get your new Cadillac. Joe, whoop, get your car keys, new Cadillac. Every, and I gave everybody in here a Cadillac, you all would be so immersed into this being a part of the way Mac does things that you'd be like, "Hey, that's just how we roll. We give out caddies." You know like it it, it it would be your norm. It would be like the the water by which you swim in, you know? This as I'm as I'm talking to you guys today, it's actually quite the opposite. It's it's actually we don't even we don't even desire, let alone think of miracles in the way that the first century church did. Not that they were saying, like, running out trying to get a lot of miracles done, but 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 they were in a culture where people depended on God, God's little g, for their everyday needs. So you got a God that is one of fertility, and you got a God that's one of rain, and then you got a God, you have all these gods that do things, and you worship them daily, Today, I'm trying to get us to say, whoa, signs and wonders are real. If, if it's real, why is, it, why, is it, why is it not a part of my life? If it's real and God can use it, why is it not a part of the church's life? You see, I'm, 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 I am tempted to just go verse by verse, but then I think we'll just we'll miss the bigger scheme, which is, man, God, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but, God, but Jesus had an amazing preaching ministry and an amazing teaching ministry and an amazing healing ministry. And we don't want to be a people who diminishes the healing ministry and only focuses on the teaching and preaching. Amen. We got, we got to wrestle with it. We got, we got to wrestle with it. So Romans 1:16, now I hear all my, all my 116 homie's getting excited for a second, OK, but Romans 1:16 says this: "For I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The power of God. OK? and we're not ashamed of it. So let's let's make sure that we know where where this church properly puts puts we put our stake on who God is and the power of his saving hand. We don't put our stake on any signs and wonders. I'm going to say that again. We we are, we are rooted in who Jesus is and the power that he has accomplished on the cross. That in and of itself was a miracle for sure, but we do not say That any sign and wonder can trump the power of God in his saving hand. Okay? Because there are people out here who contradict in that way. We want to make sure. uh, Let's also look at Rome. uh, Excuse me. 1 Corinthians 1.18. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. But to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. It's it's, It's the word of the cross. Power of God. There's no power greater than that of our God and his saving grace. Signs and wonders only bear witness and are secondary to the power of the gospel. But, but I'm dealing with people. I'm dealing with you. I'm dealing with me. I'm dealing with our stuff. So, so let me, let me take you to a couple of pictures that, that show like a, an idea of, of signs and wonders that happen today. Because there's a wide variety of things, right? There's there's people who might prophesy to you while you're on Mac. There's there's events where people will say, Hey, come to this come to this auditorium, we're healing people. We're gonna have somebody be able to touch you and then the person gets up, walks out of the walks out of the, 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 the wheelchair and shouts hallelujah. You have, you know, people that are being touched and everybody in the room falls out. And if the pastor touches you, you pass out on the floor. Or the healer touches you, you pass out. I, 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 I can't speak to every situation, all right? I can't say who all is false and who all is true. That's not my aim yet. I'm going to get there. That's not my aim yet. Right now, my aim is to say, when I said healings, when I said signs and wonders, some type of image came to mind for you. Something came to mind. And it, and it matters that you not discount, you not say, oh man, yeah, here we go, slaying people in the spirit, trying to just have everybody pass out, I know where this sermon's is going. Or, yes, All we need to do is float and we're all good. Nothing else matters. Like I I want you not to be on one of the extremes where you begin to like where we can't peel through the layers as to what God's word says about these instances. Because let me start first with with Jesus condemning these instances and let me show you why. In, In Matthew chapter 12 verse 39, Jesus says this as as as. As uh, leaders of that day were coming to test him, he says, but he answered them, an evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. Say that again. An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. John Piper kind of helped me understand this one in a in a. Sermon that he gives that relates to this. I want you guys to take take this. uh, Allow this image to help you understand this verse. So imagine if if I am a bride and Jesus is my husband and I've had an adulterous relationship with Jesus and I've taken on the world. And the world now is the one that I delight in the one. The world is now the one that I find pleasure in the world and its ways are where I draw from now. Jesus comes and Jesus says. But I love you, Leon. And I want you back. If I say, Lord, I'm so sorry. (laughs) World, what was I thinking? Take me, Jesus then it's with joy, it's with gladness, it's with celebration that I'm welcomed back. But if I say, world, wait, don't go anywhere. Jesus, show me a sign that you really my boo. Show me a sign that you really love me. Show me a sign that you really have sacrificed everything for me. You've done three no, show me another sign that you'll do anything for me. And now, a sign isn't something that points back to him. A sign is a litmus test as to, where Jesus, as to if Jesus is really God and really who he says he is and if he demands my all. And Jesus doesn't have to prove himself to any of us. But it, but it really, as pastor said last week, he said, he said, the Bible is not a book about rules. The Bible is a book about the heart. So even signs and wonders can expose our hearts, y'all. Signs and wonders can expose who am I truly connected with? Who am I in this loving relationship with? Who am I truly submitting to? And even if I'm in sin, who will I, who will I grab more tightly to when I'm called to the carpet? Or who will I, who will I draw closer to? I pray for everyone in here that is Christ. I pray that that cool, you got me, Jesus. You exposed me. I was I was choosing the world. You got me. Now let me delight in you. Now let let me find my my rest in you. What is are you humbly asking God to show up in your life? Are Are we those people that are saying, Lord, like we desire for you, for you to expose anything. Anything that would show that I'm choosing the society and the world over you. And sometimes, God, my normal rhythm won't get it. Sometimes I need a sign and wonder, something to shake me, to grab my attention, to realize I was tripping. But it's not just about us. See, as, as believers, we're called to allow the world to experience Christ. So now we need to have that same prayer. As, as those in Acts did. of Lord, would you allow us to be bold and proclaim your truth? Can we boldly go courageously and let people experience Jesus? And while we go, w- would you allow your hand to show people that ah, there's nothing else they should be focused on? Full attention should be on understanding the word and use whatever you need to to do that. Whether it's signs, whether it's wonders, whatever. Gain their attention, Lord. So now we have to talk about some of the unhealthy sides, okay? Some of the unhealthy sides. And a, and a little movie put this into like into view for me. There's this movie called Twister that came out back in the day. <laughs> yeah, buddy. And, and there's this, this, these people that, that every time a big twister came up, these folks would stop whatever they were doing and go after it and 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 there there actually came a show on like A&E or something like that called Storm Chasers where hey they were trying to help the world right they're trying to help the world learn about tornadoes but really it was a high for these people it was like a uh uh an emotional fix to be able to go after a tornado and look at this dude's car man i mean that looking like <laughs> He's driving into a tornado. I'm driving from the tornado. We got brothers driving into tornadoes. I thought that's crazy. But um, storm chasers. And, and, and family, you're you saying like, so what does that have to do with anything? There are Christians, though, that model after the same behavior. I like to call them spirit chasers, though. Spirit chasers. People, people who are saying, Lord, where are you? You do something great, I'm going to go there. And I want that. And, and, and you do something that's, that's a, a sign, and, and, and I, I want to go get a fix of that. And it, and it leads you to a very scary place because you can't have long-lasting spirituality based on signs and wonders. That's why it's secondary. That's why it's a less occurring activity. You can't do it. But but if you run to these different places, and as I've had a chance to engage with different people who've been on this spectrum, being content in who God is is very difficult for them. Being content in who God is is very difficult. Let me, let me give you a, an example, and and this kind of exposes the the whole like um, spirit chasing desire. Like okay, so so if if I cut your hand, brother, and I'm sorry, Mr. Caitlin's Mr. dad, tell me your name again. Frank. If I, if I cut Frank's arm and he starts bleeding and Garrett comes over and says, shoo, heals the man, we would all say, wow, God just used Garrett in a great way. But if I cut you, he bleeds, he goes to the bathroom, he washes up, Wraps it up and then comes back in a year and his hand is healed. Was God present in the healing? You see, God's providence is the primary way in which he uses. And for some reason, we've gotten lulled into this norm of God only moving in the miraculous. God healed your hand the second way, just like he did the first way. No one was better. No one was more revealing. Both are saying, Lord, I need to depend on you fully because you could have cut my hand and I didn't know and I could have died. Why? Uh Oh, my doctor's here. See, maybe you cut an artery. I See, now I'm getting into it. I don't know. Help me, Nate. (laughs) But 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 family, the providential but God's providence is real he desires for us to depend on him always. Signs and wonders are an added extra just to gain the attention so that you can be redirected. But it's not. It's never intended to be the primary. Never intended to be the primary. So there's a danger because you pursue the experience often. Signs and wonders can become the means by which you're experiencing God. But another reason why signs and wonders can begin to be really dangerous and uh, there's this word; it's, it's called uh, Gnostics. It was something that people dealt with in the in the earlier age of of uh, the, the founding trajectory of our church. It was people who said, "Yeah, okay, we got the canon, we got these different letters, yeah, we believe." But actually, I know you guys say the Bible says this, but God revealed something to me that's special, and it's different, and only I. Have that understanding. You see, that's that's Gnosticism. That's 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 heresy. That is a, a danger. And I, I was doing some research, I'm, maybe I get caught out on this. Okay, I was doing some research though on uh, the International House of Prayer, and I was reading some of the different things that it that it had listed, and and one of the things was like it was consistent with some other cults in that the founder was saying things like, "Hey." God had a special desire for me to do this special place of prayer that would reveal a special thing to people, and they could experience it pretty much only here. That's scary, guys. That's scary. And if and if your pastors ever say Mac is the only place where you can experience God in this way, so that you can yep take off, <laughs> get them back, take off. Why, why why would why, if God, in his gracious nature, why would God, in his loving way, say yep yeah, i want to I want to transform the whole world, but only people in forty two one four can experience it that 's just a layman 's understanding of r- run <laughs> and lastly i when I was young, I was raised in Cleveland, and so mom said, okay, Leon, 13, you're getting older, now it's time for you to go ahead and and be able to, to go out. So me and my boys, we went downtown, first time, caught the bus, got my brand new run DMC Adidas on, you know, I'm ready, it's on, and this young guy comes up to me, and I, I was... I understood the streets, but I wasn't raised in the streets, meaning that like, I have a lot of family that's like crazy hood. I grew up in a hood, but I still had two parents that were like, you better be in a house. I don't know what you're talking about. So they still like... They, I wasn't too far gone for sure and so this guy comes up to me he's like hey Leon you know what I got this gold chain what's up man you want to buy it and so for me there's different tests right there's a test for how you know when you're about to get scammed so he's like no no this is real I got it. he takes out a lighter takes the lighter puts it to the gold so now I'm like oh cool because see usually if it's fake gold it turns green so now, I'm like, right. <laughs> Somebody else from the hood too. <laughs> but, but now, it stays gold. And it's looking good. And my mom gave me $8. He only wants 7 Great. So I'm going to buy the chain. And then I'm going to the pawn shop, sell the chain. Because I know it's got to be worth at least $50. Yes, I'm about to come up. So I take the chain. Great. Here's my $7. I go in. The guy looks at me like I'm a fool. Dude, this is fool's gold. It doesn't work. It's like, no, man, but look, watch with the fire. He's like, dude, that was like 30 years ago. That's not even a test anymore. Like, <laughs> He got you. Yeah, he he hustled you. It's like, whoa, whoa. But family, do you see the error in that? The, the error is that I thought that the test, the test would validate this change. Spirit chasers do the same thing. Spirit chasers are like, oh, you're speaking in tongues? God's got to be moving here. Oh, somebody got healed? God's got to be moving here. And family, if, you, if you're looking for those things to be the primary way by which you measure God moving, you're going to be led astray. And you're going to be empty. Because God can't move enough in those ways to help you deal with, with all the things that life brings. But then there's some people on the other end. That's our spirit chasers. Now we go on to our people who say that the works of the spirit are dead. Okay, This is this is a, a camp called uh, cessation. I'm I, I struggling how to pronounce it. But it's people that believe that the works of the spirit, that, that signs and wonders have ceased, period. And so these people say basically, and and, and they use... Um, Ephesians 2.19 as kind of the linchpin verse. And Ephesians 2.19 says this. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple, into a holy temple in the Lord. So they, they, they use kind of two points to their argument. Argument number one is that signs and wonders actually add to the the, the the Bible. Signs and wonders are adding to the validity of who Jesus is and the apostles is. We don't need to add anything else. The canon is closed. The signs and wonders we needed have occurred, and now we live it out. So that's that's one of their main arguments, and and, it, and it's as if we are adding new cornerstones If you will, or new stones. And uh, I I refute that even now to say people who believe in signs and wonders with uh, um, proper biblical understanding are not taking them to add to the apostolic age or into the healings Jesus did. Because they are not, the, the aim is not to say there is a new anything, the canon is closed. Jesus has died, risen, and and lives and and desires for us to be in a loving relationship with him. These are just signs that point us back towards that reality. But but the other main component that they stand on is that these were acts of the apostles. And so the apostles are now gone. And since what it meant to be an apostle was one who had a chance to experience Jesus in and of himself, since you are an apostle... You can't do signs and wonders. And so that's that's that that's kind of the way that they break things down. I want to walk through um some of the ways in which that just that argument, and I'm sorry, I got out of got out of order a little bit. How do those arguments don't don't measure up? Excuse me. So what you have is, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier, and it's, it's uh, a diminishing of who Christ is and it diminishes uh, the, the fullness of his healing ministry. If we can go to 1 Corinthians, and I don't know if you all, if I have this one up. But 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 8 through 12. 1 Corinthians Chapter 13, verses 8 through 12. Yeah. It says this. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But, hear this part. When the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. That was again, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 8 through 12. What's going on here? Let me give you a, 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 a quick snapshot. Prophecy, tongues, knowledge, it will pass away someday. It, it will not last forever. But right now, it, it is not something that's perfect. So we, we know in part and prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, what, what is the perfect coming? The perfect coming is not when the apostles died. The perfect coming is not when the canon was closed. The perfect coming is what, family? When Jesus comes, right? So these things will stop when Jesus comes. But it says it later in in verse 12. For now we see a mirror dimly. So when you have a sign and a wonder, that that still is no comparison to, to the beauty of who God is. These signs and wonders still won't have anything compared to what we'll experience when we're fully with God the Father. But, but that'll happen when we what? Get to see him face to face. Face to face. So it, it's an image of either the second coming when he comes here and restores all things or when you go on to glory and no longer need to prophesy on this side of heaven because you'll be fully with him. Either way, it definitely has nothing to do with, with when the apostles died and when, and when the canon was closed. So I, I, I still need to move forward, though, because I, I have a question for you all. As we go back to the text that we're currently in, in, in the book of Acts, what was the environment? So, so we, we, we were, last week we talked about the unity of the church, right? Things happening in the camp of the church, people sharing, people helping, people lying, people getting caught lying, you know, all this happening in the church. You know what I mean? Now we shift, we're in chapter five. What is the environment by which these things are taking place? Is it public or is it private? Is it public or is it private acts five eighteen says this, even about the way in which they were arrested because they're they're arrested for 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 doing these signs and wonders in solomon 's colonnade in this public environment, which was also the place where they they uh, in chapter three of Acts, where they met the lame guy begging. So it's like they keep coming back to the same place they're being kicked away from, and they keep coming back sharing the gospel. So much so that they're not even placed in a private prison. It's like now, you know what? Y'all want to keep cutting up? We're going to show everybody how we treat y'all. They're putting up public prison, 518 says. And, and this leads me now to, to, to some of the application, which is going to get messy, but I ask you to journey with me. So, could our lack of signs and wonders be a reflection of the lack of public situations that warrant God performing a miracle? I'm going to try to say that again. And and, and and I was convicted by another brother, again, Piper, as I was listening to a sermon he had, and this was could our lack of signs and wonders today be a reflection of the lack of public situations that warrant God performing a miracle? So, if, if the goal is for me to preach the gospel and the goal is for me to share and, and a sign and wonder grab the attention of the people around, am I in situations where people are around and I'm sharing the gospel? I think that's a fair, a fair question for the church body. Period. We're gonna try. To, we're gonna try to talk Macab in a second. But for the church, period. And so here, here I go. Here I go. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna mess it up. Here I go. Okay. So when was the last time we heard of church members, members from a church, arrested for sitting in at a drug house? When was the last time members of a church were uh, recognized that skinheads beat down someone that was homosexual and the church was the one who showed up on the scene? When was was the last time the church said Mardi Gras? Mardi Gras or or gay pride parade that that we're going to show up and we're preaching the gospel. You're gonna say, Leon, but that's not the same thing. You're right. It's not the same thing. But, but, but I, 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 I desire to ask you to think of scenarios where the church can be proclaiming the gospel as it goes throughout life and we don't avoid certain situations for our safety. I'm, I'm not saying we need to go in bashing people with, with the gospel at gay pride, a gay, pride, gay parade. What I am saying is we know that they're in need of Jesus. So what's it look like for us to not say, well, we'll go over to the, the park over here while they have the parade. We'll go to the park and we'll just pass out sandwiches in the park. How does it, how does it happen to flow that way? And only to the crazy people who come out with the signs and are like, you guys going there? Only those people show up giving us all a bad rap. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not saying we, um, what I am saying though is, is the apostles as they went through life said, I'm going to make the gospel known. What does it look like for the church to go through life, making the gospel known when we know people groups that are hurting, you name the group. And, and I try to, tr- yeah, you name the group. Sandra. The with, um, what she said, can I help clarify between the, the groups that are saying people are going to hell? You, you, what are you doing? You know, people who are homosexual and how I think our church can, could do it in a healthy manner. The line I'm drawing is I think that the behavior that they have is is a bit extreme. It it is not the way that I would go about sharing the gospel. But to to be fair, I have a a litany of people who say that what what this church is doing in the city is extreme. So. I'm saying on a practical level, I would practically do things different. They're still trying to go with the gospel. And I think in, the, in even in their uh, behavior, even though it's not the way I suggest that they do it, God can even use that. And I know because there are guys on college campuses who stake out and, and scream at people from the top of their lungs about the gospel. And there are people who form crowds around them, laugh at them, mock them and get saved through them. Am I trying to sign up churches to go do it that way? I'm not. But what I am saying is they're responding. What what about the rest of the church that mocks those people, but yet does nothing? What does it look what does it look like for us to put ourselves in public arenas and preach? And then we don't do the buffet. We don't say, "Okay, Lord." And while I'm preaching now, um, I'm going to do some prophesying because that's what this group needs. And hey, I'm, you're going to do speaking in tongues. That's what this group needs. You notice you, we don't see the apostles selecting the signs and wonders. God's the one that does that. He's like, "Oh, Julie going and sharing her faith. This sister needs hope. So let me go ahead and have Julie do a healing. Boom. And Bobby, she's sharing her faith." And this brother needs to know that I know a situation. Go ahead and prophesy. And, and before we know it, the signs and wonders aren't coming from us as people that think we're the, we, we know what's best. It comes to validate that we serve an amazing God. And all I'm saying, family, is enter into the messiness together. Not out of guilt, man, you got. We are. You all are amazing servants. This isn't a, a sermon out of guilt of how much you don't do, but it is one to say, "What are you expecting God to do? What are you desiring? Why? Why did the apostles, who are who needed healings the least? Okay, you you're like what? So you got you got Peter preaching. Who in here preaches better? Preaches better than Peter. You got homies that were with Jesus. I love them deeply, but who in here was actually with Jesus? And they're saying, as I preach, can I have boldness? (laughs) They're saying it. So what are we doing today? And while I have boldness, Lord, could you also allow signs and wonders to happen? For some reason, that part of our faith has trickled away. I've been convicted this whole week while I'm reading like, man. And, and I'm, I'm going to show a couple pictures and, and then we're going to get out of here. I want to give two examples because we, we do try. We do try. We try to allow there to be something that jolts your attention and allows you to experience the gospel. Mac development is an expression of that. It's, it's, it's you got you got people who need uh, legal help, real situations. Right. And so they're in real issues. Don't know where to turn. And what we do is say, bang, here's a lawyer. Here's some services. Grab your attention. But guess what? want you to understand the gospel. So so I so we try. Hey, man, kids walking up and down the street, kicking an old pop can. Oh, you should come play soccer. Boom. Max sports. You know what I'm saying? Max sports. Come, you think you're about to just kick it. You're going in your regular day. No, we got something that'll shift your focus. Now you come, delight, have a great time and doing some sports, and boom, get the gospel. Those are some ways in which we're trying, fam. Let's not stop. Let's not stop. But But one of the things I love and I hate about being with our elder Alvin is if you with this brother... Four times. By the fourth time, he says something like this, "Man, my heart's just breaking because I want revival. Because I want revival, and it's convicting because I don't, I don't ask God to move in those ways. So I don't ask God, Lord, it, can you go to that next picture, man? What if this was a scene at Pingree next week?" We all show up, hey, come on, kids, let's start coaching. And then people just start coming out the houses. People showing up. Before you know it, no soccer's happening. There's thousands of people on the field for one reason to hear the gospel. And we don't know what the catalyst was. Maybe somebody broke their leg, and Mike came over to examine the leg, and the Lord says, through Mike, and the leg healed instantly. Do you, do you think we need a billboard sign for people to start coming out if Mike heals somebody on the field? If Mike heals somebody on the field? Man, this brother just heals somebody. You better get over here. I'm telling you, everybody <laughs> going to know. <laughs> our, our whole community will know if something like that happens. Do we long for it? Do we want it? Little Caesars have a sale. Everybody know about it. You're telling me A healing? <laughs> a healing? Do we long for it? Do we challenge each other to long for it? Not to long for the signs. Hear me, to long for God to draw people through to him through whatever way he desires. And signs and wonders being one of those ways. Family, let us pray together. Let us us ask just just in in the word where they say help our unbelief. Lord, help us desire these things when we don't. Help wake us up out of our norm, out of our kind of regular way of going through life still depending on you. It's not boring. It's not it's not whack. We love Jesus. We do. But for some reason, this component of our faith just gets lulled to sleep and let us be a people who say we we, we do we do desire revival. And God, would you see us as means to an end for people to understand who you are so you may get all glory and you may be properly worshipped? Will you guys pray with me? Father, it is a it is an honor to worship you, Lord. Oh, God. Would you allow us to, to receive your grace today, Father, as we do get chances to talk to people on our blocks and people all around this community, Father, would you, Lord, empower us, give us courage, give us boldness, Lord. We do get scared sometimes, but let us have courage that in the midst of being scared, Lord, we would step out and have faith in you. And Lord, we're asking that you would humbly point, point people to you, Using signs and wonders in this local body, in a way that is that is uh, that is in line with your scriptures.
0: See your name. We pray, Jesus. Amen.